It's Mutt and Lou, Sports Radio, WEEI, joining us on the AT&T hotline. AT&T, the official wireless provider of your Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins. It's Brad Marshawn. Our conversation with Brad brought to you by Brennan's Smoke Shops. Brad, it's Mutt and Lou. How are you? Hello. We get we waited a couple weeks to bring this up, but let's just start here. Uh, oh, no. How, <laughs> how the hell were you named one of the 25 most stylish Bostonians for 2011? Whoa. I got a gift, fellas. That's all it is. <laughs> What's that gift? Explain it, because I'm not a stylish guy. Maybe Lou is, but I'm certainly no. not. How do you become stylish? What are, give us some tips on a rainy Wednesday. I, I don't. I don't want to give away all my secrets. Um, but give I, us I one. Know. One. Yes, just one. It's, it's the give ring. Huh? It's a Stanley here. Cup ring. Walking around with the ladies. Yeah, you know, you, you have that in your on your finger, and, and uh, there's not not really any way to look bad. But uh, I think the easiest way to do it is go find a couple hot girls and get them to pick out your clothes. That usually works. See, that's why you're styling, huh? Because you're always with the ladies. I mean, it's always about <laughs> arm candy sometimes. Yeah, I think that's usually what everyone's looking at, right? So, so. <laughs> uh, That effort last night, would you call that stylish, aggressive as that thing got in the third period, Brad? Uh, the third period? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it today, and uh, like, you know, this year obviously has been a struggle for you guys, but you give you credit for coming out and showing some fight and showing the energy, but at the same point, at the end of that game, you could argue that you lose the composure a little bit and, and take exactly what guys like Gleason are trying to give you, and, and you put yourself in a bad situation. You know, uh, you know our, a big part of our game is emotion, and, and you know, last year, any time we had a physical game like that where there was a lot of fights and guys were getting involved, uh, we were playing very good hockey, and, and, it, and it started to work there for us. After um, we, we, you know, our team got in a couple fights there. Uh, we scored a goal. We were playing really good hockey, and then um, you know maybe we got a couple penalties that you know were questionable, or maybe we shouldn't have taken. And it did kind of bite us in the butt, but we do have to play that solid game. We need our emotion. Uh, we need to get involved, and if we continue to do that and play that way, we're gonna we're gonna win a lot more games than we lose. Let's talk about your third period. Uh, looks like that twitch came back a little bit. Looks like you got a uh, Carolina player in the face. And then I think you were surprised of the reaction by the officials. And, and just did you think you were going to get the kicked out of that thing 10 minutes last night for what you did? No, definitely not. You know, it's a, a 2 1 game with six minutes left. And, you know, we're down 5 on 3. Um, I, I don't know what the ref was trying to prove there, but. Um, that stuff happens. It, I think maybe he might have been just trying to keep control of the game a little bit. It was getting a little out of hand and um, trying to make a point there. Uh, that's all it is. It happens. It's, you know, but it's just it's just something I'm going to have to live with at points in, uh, in my career. Brad, do you think do you think anything to the idea that you know people officials go into a game now they know who you are more so than they did a year ago. Have you found that officials have been talking to you more? Maybe they're keeping more of an eye on you after your the success with the Bruins last year? Yeah, they definitely have. Their, uh, I don't have the rope that I had last year. A lot of refs are very, very strict with me. and Get on me right away, and, and that's just an example of the last night. Uh, you know, it was most of the time, you know, a lot of guys will get away with, with stuff like that, but, um, you know, I think because of, uh, my history with a couple of refs, but uh, I don't think they respect um, some of the stuff that I do after whistles. And, and I do go too far sometimes, so I just have to learn how to control that a bit and be better at different points of the game. 
Brad, last year down the stretch, a lot of people calling for Claude to maybe change change things up a little bit, change up a line here and there. Last night he changed it up, and today in practice we're getting word on some different line changes. Is that speak to the uh, frustration maybe early on with the offense, or is that just something that happens early on in the season, trying to find that right mix? Yeah, it's funny. You know, a lot of people um, who aren't coaches and, and um, are watching the game feel like they know everything about it, and, and they – That's including us. Lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's of lines that will fit, but, um, you know, it happens to every team. Sometimes guys just – Bounces aren't going their way and stuff. And, you know, they did switch it up. They were switched up in practice today. So, uh, they're going to try something new, and, and hopefully that'll click. Do you think it's something that will stick for the game tomorrow, the lines we saw in practice today, Brad? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, there's no reason not to try it out. Uh, we haven't had the offensive uh, player that we, we had last year at times. and uh, We're trying to find a way to spark it again. So, there's no reason not to try it out. I'm sure they will, and, and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll go good. It does seem like he has a little bit more options. I, I, you know, last year, you know, Tyler Sagan here now, you know, more part of this team. I think from the onset, Caron and Benoit Pouliot. I think these guys, it gives them more flexibility to go out there early on and maybe try to find the lines to click. No? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we got a lot of great young guys uh, right now. A lot of guys can play different positions, and and there's no reason not to try it out. It's it's very early on in the year, and just time to try stuff and and see who clicks where and and. Um, how guys are playing with each other, so there's just no reason not to. And I know everyone's a little excited to see how the new lines are going to fit. Brad Marshawn joins us here Wednesday's Mutt Merloni 93.7 WEI. The other thing that I've noticed here, it seems like you have guys on your team, Brad, like a Sean Thornton, trying to maybe instigate some stuff, trying to create some energy with the fights. And not just last night, but the first six games, it's almost like other teams recognize that now, that they say, oh, no, we can't fight with the Bruins. We can't get them going. They use that as energy have you thought that's been a part of these first six games? Yeah, definitely. We are a team that builds um, a lot of our game around emotion, and and teams know that. They realize that. They've seen it in the past, and, and whenever we get into that kind of game, we usually end up dominating, and, and teams know that, and, and they just want to let the, the, the bear um, sleep, I guess, and they don't want to wake us up and, and let us play that game. So people are... Um, you know, turning down our, our fighters or our tough guys, and, and they don't want to get into that south play to give us any kind of emotion. Even last night, uh, I know I gave a guy a shot, and he's like, you know, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to give you guys any fuel for the fire, um, is what he said to me. So guys know that. They know how to kind of try and play against us now. Well, Chris Kelly went after it with Sutter. I think Jack Edwards called him the headless horseman. I've never seen a guy like Sutter with a shirt over his head still swinging. But, Chris Kelly, you talked about some moments. I thought that was the big moment, too, because you came back and made a 2-1 to one right after that. Yeah. Um, Kelly did a great job there. He, uh, you know, Sutter um, took a run at uh, Corvo earlier on in the game, and, and um, Kelly recognized that. There was a scrum, and, and, you know, he took advantage of that opportunity to try and uh, um, get a little revenge. And, and Kelly did a great job. He... he really dominated that fight. He had to give it to Sutter. He, I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, as he was over his head, he was down. Cal's let him get back up, and, and he did. He just kept throwing, and, and uh, he put him about himself in a bad situation. So he do got to give him uh, give him credit. He he fought hard, but uh, you know, Cal's got the upper hand, obviously. Hey, if Tuca's going to pass that red line and get a penalty for it, he's got to get his money's worth, no? I mean, he's got to get Cam to drop his gloves. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. That's... Uh, that was tough. Uh, I don't think Cam wanted any piece of Tuka. Tuka's a pretty scary-looking guy, so <laughs> I wouldn't want to go with Tuka either. 
He's a scary looking guy, but he's a pretty skinny dude. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not sure I'd be all that. I mean, I, I'm a wuss, so I wouldn't take him. But <laughs> if I'm on the ice all dressed up, what does he weigh? Like 150 pounds? Yeah, soaking wet, but uh, he, he's wiry. You know, he's just a little little ball of fire. That's all. I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with Tuka. He's, he's uh, undercover tough. Tuka seems to have a little bit of bad luck here. You know, in the past, you know, maybe not given the uh, the support offensively from him. Does that sometimes get in players' heads? Tuka's out there. We got to kind of. Get this guy some goals because I, I know sometimes like pitchers in baseball games they don't get the run support and as the season goes on you start to think about it maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, for sure that's something we talked about before the game how we want to try and step up for Tuca and get some goals and and you know it just seems like we keep letting him down on every season that's and he puts a game a good game together for us and, and we can't back it up for him so we do have to be better when he's playing and and find a way to get some goals. All right, what's the next goal for you? You've won a Stanley Cup. Uh, your name, one of the 25 most stylish oh, that's it right Bostonians, there. 2011. What's next? Well, I got to get up to number one in the top 25. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, the goal is always to win another cup. After you, after you um, get a taste of it, you want it more and more. And, and um, the feeling that we got last year from winning is it's, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Hey, so, do you have to start growing that, th- Brad? Do you have to start growing that uh, playoff beard right about now, or is that something you can just uh, kind of? Sagan is Sagan. Sagan started growing <laughs> Sagan. Uh, two months ago. All right. Sagan just didn't shave from last year. Yeah, he's left it all summer. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Exactly. Uh, Brad Marshawn joins us. Brad, you got Toronto. You got Toronto in town. You got Saturday, New uh, New Jersey, San Jose in town. We'll see you at the uh, the Garden. We'll talk to you next week. Perfect. Thanks, Ed. There he is. Brad Marchand joins us here on Mutt and Merloni. Our conversation with Brad Marchand brought to you by Brennan Smoke Shops, the very best tobacco and tobacco accessories at the very best prices in Massachusetts. Customers must be 18 years or older. We'll continue with your phone calls up until 2 o'clock, 617-779-0850. It's Mutt and Lou.